0: You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I am your host. Tyler Olin. Titans fans, this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order of the best protein bars ever. On today's show it is time for the triumphant return of the Monday mailbag. That's right, I'm going to be diving into your guys' questions giving you all of the answers that you desire and giving you guys shout-outs in the process. Remember Remember, you can submit your questions for next week's Monday mailbag on social media by following me on Twitter at Tic Titans or go to Locked on Titans Pod on Facebook. You can send questions to me there, or the preferred method is for you guys to go in, give me a five star review, and that will get your question to the top of the list, but got a lot of great questions to get into today. We are going to talk about the Tennessee Titans' most overpaid player. We're going to talk about what it would take for John Robinson to lose his job, and we're also going to talk about my offensive dream team, both current and all-time. So very excited to dive into this Monday mailbag on the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! We do a Monday mailbag here on the Locked on Titans podcast. The questions that come in the form of a five-star review on Apple iTunes get ultimate priority. So we will start there today as well. Before we dive into our first question, though, do want to remind you guys I'm going to be putting out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Not only during the season, but all year long so make sure that you follow or subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream so you never miss an episode but the number one question that we are going to get into here comes from my boy Fat Boy Guar, and he said this in his five-star review, getting ready for the season but holding off on buying jerseys, was wondering if you have heard if King Henry is sticking to number 22, or is it likely he'll get his favorite number two, and is there a deadline to change it? Thanks, bro. Best out there. Well, I definitely do appreciate that, Fat Boy Guar, but uh, I don't know if there's a deadline. That's a very interesting question. I do not know if there's a deadline to change your number, but here's the reality. So, For players who have a lot of jerseys that get purchased, and they're very popular players like a Derrick Henry, you're going to have a lot of jerseys in stock at all times of your number, and there's a deal between the Players Association and the NFL that if players change their jersey number from year to year, they have to literally buy every single jersey that's in inventory that was their original number if they're going to change it. So a lot of players, especially the popular ones, are like, shoot, I'm not paying money to buy all my own jerseys just to change my number. It's not going to happen. So I don't think that Derrick Henry is going to be changing to number two because he's one of those guys who would literally have to pay money, pay a good chunk of money to Nike to do that. So I think you can buy a Derrick Henry jersey in confidence, my guy, and not have to worry about that. This isn't a question, but quickly, uh, Amazing DeLon said as a five-star review, let's get it. Love that title. Uh, Love this podcast. Part of my daily routine. Thank you very much. Remember to make it part of your daily routine. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But the next question that we have here comes from Neagle on Twitter and he said, hey Tyler, for the Tuesday mailbag, Twitter Tuesday, Monday mailbag. I get it, putting them together. What do you think about signing Jawan James? He was just released from Denver. Next year we are losing Ben Jones and maybe we can develop someone like Raidens to the center and Jawan to the right tackle position in 2022. Okay, so I love the creativity, but here's some of the problems. Jawan James tour his Achilles, so if the Titans were to sign him, give him any money, he's not going to be able to play. And I mean, you mentioned right tackle position in 2022, so it looks like you're aware of that. I just don't think that's a move that the Titans would play, would do. We saw Ty Sambrillo and even uh, Questenberry be successful at left tackle at moments in time last year for the Titans. I don't think that they would go out and sign an injured player, try to uh, have 2022 in mind, and also on the flip side of that, I, I really don't think Raidens is a center. I think he could play guard, but I don't see him as a center in the NFL. And Ben Jones, yeah, his contract's running out, but you never know. The Titans could work something out. He doesn't look like a guy who's going to be ready to retire after the season. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful that Ben Jones will still be there. But I don't think Raidens could be a center. I don't, I don't think the Titans would take a chance on an injured player like that. But next, we're going to get into a great question here from my guy, Rex Green. And he reached out to me and said, Do you think there is one Titan who is badly over?" Paid? I think this is a very interesting question, and I know that my answer to this question may ruffle some of your guys' feathers, but I can't help it. As always, I'm going to tell you guys the complete truth, and for me, if there's one overpaid Tennessee Titan, it's Kevin Byard. So, Kevin Byard is set to have a cap hit of $15 million. $15 million. I have to tell you that although Kevin Byard is a good player, he is certainly not worth 15 million dollars. Now some people may be screaming at the top of their lungs, it's Taylor Lewan, it's Taylor Lewan, it's Taylor Lewan. Okay, I get that. I really do, but to me, a healthy Taylor Lewan is still one of the top 5 offensive tackles in the NFL. Uh, you know, and last year we were able to survive without Taylor Lewan for a lot of the season, but in the playoffs when it mattered most, I mean, it it just killed us. So right now, Kevin Byard is a a top five, well, at least in terms of cap hit, he's the number two highest paid safety, actual total cash, uh, he's the fifth highest paid safety, but, uh, oh, my apologies, he's the third highest safety in terms of cap hit behind Tyron Matthew and Landon Collins, and Kevin Byard hasn't played like a top five safety recently. Uh, now, a lot of you could blame that on you know, the team that he has around him and the secondary that's around him there. And also think Dick LeBeau and Dean Pease were literally all-time defensive coordinators when it comes to developing safeties. I mean, just think about that. So you lose to incredibly wise defensive minds who are great with safeties and defensive backs, and then the team around you isn't as good And it makes you look worse. So I'm going to give Kevin Byard a little bit of a pass to see what he can do. But the reality is the answer to that question, who's the most overpaid Titan, there's really no way around it. It's Kevin Byard. But we are going to continue answering your guys' question in this Monday Mailbag. Got some great questions ahead, like my five best players in the NFL. What would cause John Robinson to get fired and cut one, start one, bench one with Derrick Henry, CJ2K. And Earl Campbell. Now, before we get into the rest of the questions, I do want to remind you guys. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help even more with a Credit Karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs, Credit Karma Money progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com dot com slash win money instant karma is sponsored by credit karma no purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply see rules banking services provided by mvb bank incorporated member fdic maximum balance and transfer limits apply We are going to dive back into this Monday mailbag here on the Locked on Titans podcast and got a great question I want to kick off this second segment with from Canadian underscore Titan on Twitter. That is a Bud Dupree stand account if you didn't know, but his question was, Who would you say are the five best players in the NFL regardless of position? I love that question. You know that it's a good question when other people come to my Monday mailbag uh, tweet and instead of asking a question themselves, they answer someone else's question. Uh, That's how you know it's a good tweet and I guess I do want to say that uh, 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 Ferreres said uh, he thought it was Brady, McCaffrey, Henry, TJ Watt, and Aaron Donald. I think that's completely respectable, but I actually am going to agree with my guy Medlock. Cool hand Luke 338. He said Mahomes, Henry, Kelsey, Donald, and Ramsey. And that's exactly where I'm at. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. Uh, I would take Derek Henry, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. I think that they have the biggest impact on the game. Now, I could put Aaron Rodgers in there over like Kelsey or Ramsey. Personally, I don't. I don't think that'd be crazy, but I didn't want to just pick five quarterbacks. That just, you know, or have the list weighed down. So I picked one quarterback to put in there. So I got Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry. Travis Kelsey, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. I just think they are absolutely dominant, and uh, those are my my five best players. And, and I do believe it was Tyler Chandler. Yeah, he asked, are you talking about careers as a whole or this upcoming season? For me, it's if we got to go play a football game in my backyard right now, who are the five best NFL players in the league? And that's the five that I'm going with, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and our boy Derrick Henry. So that is that is my answer to that uh, that really good question right there. Next, the question that will come up is about free. Agency. And the question is, what do you see as the Titans' biggest need in free agency? Still, tight end, wide receiver, or edge? And my guy Spurge Nasty said, Wish I would have gotten this question in time for the show today. He actually asked this last week when we did our Twitter Tuesday, but Spurge Nasty, I told you, I will get. To All the questions, but for me, it's an easy answer. It's wide receiver, but edge is closer than maybe people want to realize I think the Titans need to go out and get a wide receiver if they don't make a trade. Um, So wide receiver, but if the Titans were able to get a trade for a wide receiver doesn't have to be Julio just anybody else. In my opinion, that would instantly make edge the biggest need, and I would love to go out and get one of the veteran edge rushers that are still on the market. The Titans just lost out a chance on Ryan Kerrigan, who I was very, very interested in. So now that that's the case, it's getting Slim Pickens, maybe a Justin Houston, maybe a Melvin Ingram could be on the list for the Titans. I would be very interested in those, but wide receiver has to be... um, Has to be the the number one need at this time for me. The next question, thought it was a really good one from my guy John Porter. He said, based on your film study, what is likely to be the biggest difference in the offense with new offensive coordinator um, Todd Downing? You've mentioned maybe RPOs, tight end isolation, anything else? Well, I think... All of these things can be encapsulated in one thing that I think Todd Downing's brain works a little differently than Arthur Smith, and and I'm actually excited about it. I think that the approach from Todd Downing, if he, if he stays with what Arthur Smith built and then just adds some of his personal touches on top of it from what I've seen in Oakland, I think that the offense will be more match-up base, trying to get A.J. Brown on a particular cornerback over and over, trying to get... Um, you know, maybe Anthony Ferkser against a certain linebacker, trying to get Darrington Evans out on the perimeter against a certain cornerback who they're, they're worried about tackling, getting Derrick Henry going in a certain place. If the Titans, you know, do find a way to get Julio Jones, getting him specifically matched up in certain places and taking advantage of those matchups with like tunnel screens, bubble screens, things like that. So I think that rather than running the Titans offensive system over and over and just doing what their bread and butter is which is what Arthur Smith was a guy who just stick to what we do well and we're going to figure it out I think that Todd Downing will try to be a little bit more matchup based and try to create advantageous matchups out on the field for the Titans best players on offense that's the only explanation for the lack of skill position players that they've added this offseason they have a plan to get their best guys the ball in better positions and, and maybe that Help kind of stem the tide there. So good question there, but but matchup hunting from Todd Downing would be my answer to that question. And then uh, next, a really fun question here: you have to start one, bench one, cut one with CJ, 2K, Derrick Henry, and Earl Campbell. And for me, I know that this is maybe a tad controversial, especially for all you guys who hate my. Uh, Houston Oilers opinion with the Titans but I am gonna start Derrick Henry okay maybe Derrick Henry isn't as good as Earl Campbell right now because you saw what uh, we know what Earl Campbell did in his entire career but who's to say Derrick Henry can't eclipse that so for me I'm going with Derrick Henry as my starter I'm gonna bench Earl Campbell and then I'm gonna cut cj2k that's how i would answer that question and then the last question of this section it, it comes from tyler chandler and his actual question here is j-rob has never had to draft quote-unquote his guy walked into mariota stole Tannehill for chump change right through darts at late rounders if he fails with his first actual quarterback draft selection is he done or does he get a longer leash? What's the average QB swings a GM gets before fired? Okay, so I think this is a great question and I'm going to I'm going to simplify the question to say like what would be John Robinson's leash? What would cause him to get fired? And guys, I think John Robinson might have one of the coldest seats in the entire NFL as a general manager or a personnel guy. You got to think about this from Amy Adams Strunk perspective, man. This team was garbage. Under Rust and Webster, not only has John Robinson come in and made this team one of the most winning, one of the top three most winningest teams for overall record in the last five years. He's taken them to an AFC Championship game, got them to the playoffs for the first time in ten years, got them a home playoff game, got them a division championship. Got Ryan Tannehill here, got the most explosive offense in franchise history here. And we bemoan the draft selections and the mistakes, and I'm number one on that front. I can say that. But I also always say J-Rob to go, and J-Rob we trust. And we're going to point out his flaws and his mistakes, but we can't lose sight that he's one of the top 10, top 12 GMs in the NFL still. So from my perspective, if you're Amy Adams Strunk, you're building all these new things at the facility. you got new jerseys. The team's as good as it's ever been under your watch. Why would you ever get rid of John Robinson unless they bottomed out again? I just don't... Amy Adams Strunk doesn't seem like the type of person who's going to be ruthless and cutthroat and be like, well, we've been 11-5 and five two years in a row. We're not looking like a Super Bowl team off with his head. Just not going to happen. But ultimately, here's what I will say. If John Robinson goes... And, you know, Tannehill flames out in a couple years, which is just inevitable. John Robinson eventually goes up, gets his quarterback of the future young guy. And if he completely bombs after four years, like even worse than Mariota, then J-Rob might be gone after that. But I think that would take a decade from now. Quite frankly, I think John Robinson is going to be the general manager for the Tennessee Titans into the late 2020s uh, for certain just because of comfortability with Amy Adams-Strunk, everything that he's done so far. Uh, I know we all want to win a Super Bowl, and we're all worried about the Titans winning as many games as possible, but from an owner's perspective... Man, I'm never getting rid of John Robinson if I'm Amy Adams Strong. So that that's my view there. And I, I think if it did happen, it would be because he finally got a rookie quarterback and he just completely flamed out and it looked like the Titans had no answer at quarterback and he had consistently failed at finding a decent one the normal ways and not quote unquote getting lucky. But you can't just say getting lucky, you gotta give him credit for those moves as well. But we are going to move forward to the last section of today's Monday Mailbag episode. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about the title sponsor, Built Bar, home of the best tasting protein bars ever. Right now, Built Bar has nine delicious flavors on their website. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, the peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, double chocolate, the salted caramel, which is also one of my favorites, and they always have occasional limited time flavors available as well. All the bars are covered in 100% Chocolate, I'm not even on a diet or anything like that, and I eat Built Bars just as a candy bar. But they don't just taste great. They're healthy for you, too. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great as, uh, you know, a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free, healthy snack as well. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com. use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. At We are going to wrap up this Monday mailbag edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Got some great questions ahead as well, including my all time and current. Offensive dream team. So, very excited to answer that question for you guys. Before we get into this last segment, I do want to remind you about the Locked On Today podcast. It's all of the major sports stories in every major sport in under 20 minutes. Every weekday, hosted by the great Peter Bukowski from the Locked On Packers podcast. It's like having the sports section read to you in under 20 minutes every single morning. Check out the Locked On Today podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But awesome question here. Uh, Very excited to dive into it. But the question is from my guy, Philip Motley. What's your offensive dream team? Current players, then retired players, who scores more? Okay, so, for me, my offensive dream team, I'll do current players first. I have Pat Mahomes at quarterback. I have Travis Kelsey at tight end. I have A.J. Brown and DeAndre Hopkins outside at wide receiver. I have Tyree Kill in the slot. Then in the backfield, I have Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. So, my two running backs, I got the Bruiser and Derrick Henry. I got McCaffrey, could be my receiving threat. Also, run between the tackles if needed. We can run some pony formation with two running backs in the backfield. We can run uh, uh, Wild King. The King Cat with Derrick Henry and the Wildcat quarterback with Christian McCaffrey coming in motion. I love all of that right there. You go to tight end, Travis Kelsey, absolutely dominant. Love that. You look at the the three wide receivers. I get DeAndre Hopkins, who is like the prolific go up over top. Beautiful route runner, beautiful body control, get over top of you, make every catch, doesn't matter where, you get the physical specimen and bruiser over the middle, and A.J. Brown who's also the major yards after catch threat, and then you just get the speed demon, the gadget guy, the the field flipper, and Tyree Kill. Pat Mahomes can hit all of them at all times, so that would be my offensive dream team for the current NFL. It's pretty crazy that three of the players I mentioned are on the same team actually. That's pretty nuts. Uh, my all-time, my all-time offensive dream team. So I know that this is controversial. He's not the best quarterback of all time. He's not two. I, I think maybe he's top five, maybe top eight. But for me, I want Brett Favre at quarterback. That That's the guy who made me love the sport of football to start. So got to go with Brett Favre there. Then at wide receiver, I'm going to have Jerry Rice in the slot. With T.O. and Randy Moss on the outsides. For my money, those are the three best wide receivers of all time. People just didn't like T.O. and Randy Moss's personality. So they get a little bit of disrespect. But to me, that's the three best receivers ever. I'm going to go Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O. Then I am going to go at tight end. It was tough. I was going to go with uh I was going to go with Rob Gronkowski, but then I remembered it's for retired players. And technically, he is not retired. So for me, at tight end there, I am going to go with Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez and then at running back i'm gonna go barry sanders get that scat back satellite speed back type guy and then i'm gonna go with jim Brown who any nfl historian will tell you is the best running back of all time So I get the bruiser the classic the all-timer the first best player of our time all time jim brown So that is brett Favre, jerry rice randy moss terrell owens tony gonzalez Barry Sanders, and Jim Brown, and I think that the retired team scores more points. I do. I, I think that's a that's a better triumph, but you have the three best wide receivers of all time. You have a top three tight end of all time. You have two of the top five to six best running backs of all time, and I just have faith that Brett Favre is going to light it up with that much talent around him, so that's what I will go with there. Now, we have another question here we're gonna have some some fun questions here actually that are a little off the beaten path but uh, number one question that I have here comes from my guy Derek Schuler and he said oh, I missed the mailbag well we're here. That being said, how do you like our Lakers' chances of repeating? I'm going to give the. I'm. And I literally just watched the Lakers lose game one to the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul didn't even have a right arm, and the Lakers still lost. It was despicable. I'm mad about it. <sighs> so, this is probably not a great time to ask me something like that, but I'm going to give them a 35% chance. Um,. All the injuries to LeBron, AD, AD just doesn't look right. I don't know, it's like his talent got zapped or something. I don't I don't really have a lot of answers for it. Either way, I'm going to go 35%. There's a lot of good teams in the East, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. It's going to be hard to win the finals even if the Lakers make it. And then you have, of course, the Jazz, the Suns, the Clippers, the Mavs. I mean, it's just a lot of good teams out in the West as well. So I'm going to go 35%, not feeling not feeling great about it right. Now, the next question that I have here comes, again, from my guy, Philip Motley, and his question was, workout related, wants to know what some of my workout preferences are, he said, okay, workouts for you, treadmill or elliptical, I am an elliptical guy, so I broke, I had a pretty severe car accident, I broke my leg in 2012, Um, like I said, it's very serious, it was my femur, I snapped it in half, I'm not going to keep going. It's kind of gruesome. Uh, to be honest, I almost died. Uh, I had to get care flighted. It was pretty scary. No lie. Uh, so because of that, I tore my ACL during the car accident along with snapping my femur and my tibia. Um, my ACL was never really truly repaired, quite frankly. Uh, so any heavy impact running on my my knee of my leg that I broke, Uh hurts I have a pin going through my knee holding a metal rod in place And I can't run outside on the pavement very long or my knee starts to ache So I like an elliptical where i'm not actually making high impact with a surface Which makes me give it over a treadmill because treadmill you're hitting on the treadmill It doesn't hurt quite as bad as as the pavement, but uh, i i'm definitely an elliptical guy If I want to get in some cardio, uh bench press or squats i'm gonna go with bench press Uh, I'm more of a free weights guy than a racked weights guy, and because of my leg injury, I don't squat anymore anyway. I'm just a little too scared, but back in the day, if you would have asked me prior to my car accident, I would have told you squat guy. I'm, uh, not the tallest Guy, so I always did pretty well with squats. I could put up some pretty good weight, and uh, I like banging the bar off the rack and making it a show because I'm corny like that. But uh, yeah, I would definitely have picked squats before, but now with with my leg, I'm I'm gonna go with bench press, and then burpees or ropes. You know, I've never really done ropes. Like that, I, I I don't know. I was always a little intimidated by it. Felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so I'm going to go with burpees. I like physical weight, like your body weight training. I like push-ups, sit-ups. Uh, I've done P90X, Insanity, things like that where it's just you, your body, jumping around, doing plyometrics, body weight training, curls, sit-ups, push-ups, planks, all that stuff, uh, that's the kind of exercise that that I enjoy when I'm doing my workouts and things like that. So good question there. I enjoy those off the beaten path ones. Another one here, uh, a little bit of a personal question asking for a little bit of background on your boy, but uh, it comes from Richard Matlock. And he said, uh, kind of a multi part question, but just kind of curious. Where are you located now? How did you become a Titans fan? Also curious what all your favorite teams are for NHL, MLB, NBA, and college. So I'm from Ohio. I live in Ohio. I became a Titans fan because when the Music City miracle happened, I, I was raised a Packers fan. Well, not raised, I changed to the Titans when I was like eight years old, seven years old. Uh, Me and my brother both decided at once we were going to do it. But my dad was a Packers fan since 1962. So he just was like, yeah, Packers. I watched all the Packers games. He bought me Packers stuff. But as soon as I kind of had my bearings about me when I was about seven, eight years old, me and my brother saw the music, see it a miracle. We already liked Eddie George because I'm from Ohio, so I'm a big Ohio State fan. So liking Eddie George after his Heisman win. Uh, Steve McNair played football like Brett Favre. So I was instantly drawn to that. The excitement, the energy, the just the grit. Never giving up on a play, sacrificing your body, everything you got for your team. instantly drawn into Steve McNair, instantly drawn into Eddie George, and then when I saw the Music City Miracle, the Titans were a new team, I loved the jerseys, I loved the vibe of it being new, me and my brother just wanted to to be a part of something fresh, and uh, yeah, when I was about 7 or 8 years old, I decided to be a Titans fan, and uh, one of the best decisions I ever made, quite honestly, regardless of what my fan fate would have been if I would have stayed with the Packers, but my favorite teams, to be honest with you, I only have Two teams that I really love deep down in my soul, and that's the Titans and the Los Angeles Lakers. That's that's the teams that really make my heart go a flutter. Uh, I do like Ohio State football. Um, I'm from Ohio, man. If you don't, you're just weird. Uh, you're just looking for attention, is what I always say as a joke. These Michigan people around here, who born and raised in Ohio, but like Michigan, you're just looking for attention. But uh, anyway, I do like Ohio State. I am a I am a big Cincinnati Reds fan, but I've had to kind of detach my emotions because they're so poorly run over the last few years. Um, NHL, I don't really have a favorite team. I like watching playoff hockey. I like live hockey as well. Same thing with soccer, but I don't really have a, a favorite team that I live and die by like I do with the Titans and the Lakers. So that's the best answer I can give to you for that. And then uh, my guy Slappy did ask, how did I shoot? I went golfing on Sunday morning. I posted a picture on my Twitter. I think it's one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever taken of a, a, a community course around here. It's literally called community. But uh, I, I actually how did I shoot on the course is the first time I ever put, played the course I would say I'm a little bit below average as a golfer probably like a C minus I've C days uh I shot a 107 but uh my hometown course I shot a 47 and a 46 uh on 9 holes in the past week so I'm improving a lot I just started playing when I was like 26 um, so, yeah, yeah, no one cares about your golf score, but you asked Slappy, so I'm giving you your answer. And then, uh, last question that I have here got in at the buzzer was my guy, uh, Jorge Espinoza, and he said, What number will Julio wear? 8 like in Bama, or will AJ switch to 1 and give uh, give 11 to Julio? <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, I think there are enough A.J. Brown jerseys out there that he won't pay the money to change. A.J. will stay with 11, and if Julio comes, he'll go with number 8. But that is all your guys' questions. That is going to do it for this Mailbag Monday. We are going to open up the Mailbag again next week. But a big week of the Locked On Titans podcast ahead. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.